This is Five on Three, center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports. Five on Three WFUV's NHL podcast is back on Tuesday, April 26th. Thomas Quigley, Mike Messina, I'm Chris Hennessy. Gentlemen, hello, uh, and a big game for your New York Rangers tonight. Hello. Hey, Chris. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Who's going tonight? I'm going to the game. Oh, that's, that's why, why I'm you're, dressed up. Yeah, yeah, you're dressed up so fancy. Yeah. Um, you should actively want to lose this game, correct? Yeah, I suppose I'd rather play the Penguins. So th- this is, you know, kind of what we talked about last week, where it's very interesting how the Rangers should not want to win the division. Carolina's up four points uh, with how many games to play? Three. For them, I believe. For them, they have two left. Two. So they, so if they even get one point tonight, they lock it up. So. I think um, who's in net for the Rangers? Do we know yet? Uh, I don't. I don't think personally. So. I do not. I'll take an OT dub. Okay. Well, then you're gonna. Yeah. Well, you're right. Okay. That's there fine. you go. That's, that's fine. There I mean, you that's go. That's literally the best possible. That is, that would be the best scenario. possible scenario for yeah. the Rangers to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. Although, and and they can't play Washington unless Washington uh, jumps Pittsburgh because Washington's locked into that uh, eight spot. Like they're gonna finish below Boston. Uh, but they might catch Pittsburgh. And maybe that's the team you want to play now because Alex Ovechkin got hurt last night. Looked like an upper body injury. Went weirdly into the boards. Uh, obviously, this is concerning for the Washington Capitals because they've had a very weird, very interesting season with poor goaltending. They get a 50-goal season out of their aging superstar, and now he's out. Uh, seems like he didn't practice this morning. Seems like he's going to be out for tonight's game against uh, this is the New York Islanders. I never heard of them. Mm. Um, Not very good, I don't think, though. No, they're probably terrible. Uh, and yeah, this is. I mean, I I think it changes who you want to play at the end of the day. You're you're rooting for Washington to beat the Islanders tonight, and Pittsburgh to lose against Edmonton, because I think at this like if you're going to give me a, a OV list Caps team, like sign me up. Is there he's day to day so. How much do we know that it's going to be an ovulus cap scene going into the playoffs? You know, I, I don't know. I don't, don't know if he's going to play Friday when when they're at the Garden, but I can't imagine that Ovi's not going to do everything he can to be on that ice for the first round of the playoffs. I would agree. I would agree. But I, I, yes, he's out for the final three games of the season. I, I don't see a wet, even a reason why he would play no. if he was healthy. Um, yeah, I, I, you're you're not wrong, but. I don't know. I'd rather take that risk because their goaltending stinks on like stinks out loud. Like they're really bad. So. I it's 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 a, just about the biggest injury you could get in the Eastern Conference. The only one bigger is Shesterkin, and he and he's healthy at this point. But that would actually ruin me. That would ruin the Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep those comments to a minimum. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to. You're going to manifest that. I'm just that. I'm not manifesting anything. I'm saying mm. the biggest injury in the Eastern Conference is Igor, and the second is Ovechkin, because it feels like Ovechkin is the reason they had a decent season. They haven't had a great season. I don't even think they're a great hockey team anymore. I think they're a good hockey team that would be out of the playoffs if the Islanders had their heads screwed on straight. But I do, I think we all picked the Caps to miss the playoffs this season. I think we did. Because we, we had nine teams for eight spots, and we all believed in the Islanders. And it came down to picking uh, Washington or Pittsburgh, and we all picked Washington to miss. What I actually had, fools we were. I had a <laughs> futures wager on the Islanders to win the division, which we know how that one ended I believe that's a loss. So, yep, no, that would be counted as a loss in my mm, playbook. That, so. That's a loss. They're uh, 16 games out of first place. That would, yep. Can't win them all. No, can't. can't <laughs> cannot win them all. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that. that's the big story out of last night's games. 
or not last night's games, excuse me, because there was only one game last night. Sunday's games is Ovi gets hurt in a game against Toronto. They end up winning the game in a shootout, and they get to 100 points. This is the first time in NHL history the eight teams representing a conference have 100 points. Which wow. is pretty amazing. Interesting stat. Did pretty. Ovi just trip over the stick? Is that what happened? He the the goalie came to poke jack the stick, and he his right leg hit his right skate hit the stick. He went over, and then slid into the boards. Like it seemed like his right shoulder went into the boards. So he was on the ice for a couple minutes afterwards. Yeah, so. he struggled to get up, and then he finally got up and and did not return. And is now day to day. Again, didn't practice this morning against this this team that nobody's ever heard of, the Eastlanders. Uh, I w- wait, I just want to yeah. pipe in because, you, I mean, you said the top eight teams in the East, all 100 points. At, the, like, the five seed in each division, or well, at least Islanders 20 points below the Caps, and then in the Atlantic, Buffalo 30 points behind Boston. So there's, you know, the top eight and then the bottom eight. The and bottom, there is the a big rift eight. between those two. I feel so. like you guys are being mean to me. I'm I, no, I, well, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Of I mean, you're, you're putting some bad juju on the best goaltender in I possibly the National Hockey League right I now. So. I didn't put bad juju. I'm just saying, would he not be the biggest injury in the Eastern Conference? That's all I'm I saying. Mean, is if no you're going to say, if you're going to say, look, Ovi's a huge injury. It takes any chance Washington has to beat Florida completely out of the question. The biggest injury in the Eastern Conference is is uh, Igor Shostakovich. I mean, okay, let's you, phrase you it this that... way. He's the most important player in sure, the Sure, but you can, put like that, that. you can put that argument to the best pos- the best position player on the Austin on, on Matthews, yeah. Austin Matthews. Connor McDavid. He's a bi- the biggest energy of the Western Conference. Maybe I, he's the best player there right now. I mean, maybe not. You're maybe not wrong. Matthews, You're not wrong. But. But, but my point is there's two teams that feel like they don't have a prayer when one particular guy goes out. Ovi in Washington, Igor in the Rangers. That's my point. Mm-hmm. And one of those guys is out right now and not going to play tonight, or it seems like he's not going to play tonight. They haven't officially announced that. So, You don't the, think Georgie could bring us to a cup? No, I don't. <laughs> I think that's okay for me to say. Georgie played wonderful the last time I attended. Hey, so. Against the Islanders? Nope, the last oh. game at the Garden. Who'd they play? I don't remember. Nice. I gotta you were there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Like, at least you were there. Like I, I wasn't there. Uh, <sighs> no, not Boston. I'm, I'm going to figure this out now. Whatever. Uh, so there, I mean, there was another fun result on in it. Oh, uh, there was an so interesting that, one. So that's what that's what we're going to get to next. That's what the bulk of this show is going to be uh, dedicated to is the final playoff spot in the Western Conference and who it's going to and who we are hoping it's going to and, and the whole thing. So. As we discussed a little bit last week, there are five teams still alive and three spots still available. All LA needs to do is get one more point, and they are locked into the three spot. They're, they have like a 99.9% chance to be the road team against Edmonton. We'll talk about that potential series in a little bit, so we'll leave them out of it. So now we have four teams left. Nashville is at 94 points. Dallas is at 93 points. Vegas is at 90 points, and Vancouver is at 87 points. All three of those teams have 79 games played, so three games left. Vancouver's on their last leg. They're six points out. Vegas is three points behind Dallas, With again, with three games to play, and the two teams play tonight. So a regulation win for the Dallas Stars puts them at five points ahead of uh, Vegas with only four points left to play for Vegas, and they're out. Vegas needs to win all three of their games, and get help from all the teams. And you mentioned, Quiggs, the event from Sunday, the event <laughs> on Sunday night at T-Mobile Arena. So this game, 
dropped at 10 o'clock as a, as a Vegas game usually does, so I was up for a little bit of it, then fell asleep. And it looked like Vegas was in control here, right? They, they go they go down one nothing to a hurdle goal. They come back with a power play goal. They have two goals in the second period. They're up three to two, and then they score six thirty five into the third period. They're up four to two with three minutes to go. At that point, Jesse Granger from the Athletic. It's twelve twenty nine a.m. Eastern, so it's nine twenty nine p.m. West uh, Pacific time. Jesse Granger, who's the Vegas Golden Knights beat reporter for the Athletic, tweets what a play by Logan Thompson. He makes a poke check. The goalie makes a poke check off Logan Couture's stick. T-Mobile Arena is rocking. Vegas leads 4-2 with 3:31 to play. Okay, you would assume the Golden Knights won that game, right? That's a fair assumption, Mike. San Jose pulls Reimer for the extra attacker and cashes in before the extra skater could even make it to the offensive zone. Benino with his second, 4-3, 2 6 to play. Not a good sign. Okay, now we're talking. 12.37 a.m. Eastern time. San Jose ties it with less than one second to play. Unreal. Vegas then goes on the penalty kill, or on the power play, excuse me, in overtime, doesn't capitalize. Goes 0 for 3 in the shootout. Loses to Thomas Bordalo, who is a rookie out of the University of Michigan. And they lose the point to their number one rival. Their number one rival really is Colorado, but they don't like San Jose because of the whole the, that playoff series from 2019. Loses to their number one rival 5-4 to four in a shootout on home ice to put themselves on the ropes for the first time in the regular season in franchise history. And now Robin Leonard's out for the season. And now they have to play the biggest regular season game they've ever played at home tonight with Logan Thompson and that. And Logan Thompson's been pretty good for this team. But I'm sorry, this game is in Dallas. My apologies. They have to go on the road, play a game with theoretically with Logan Thompson and Nett for the biggest regular season game in the six years they've, they've existed. You could not draw this up any better for all the people who hate the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> no, Quicks? No, I feel like, yeah, I guess. I mean... Is there many people who hate the Vegas Golden Knights? I, I don't like them. They, I mean, like, now because after Eichel, like, it's like, all right, I guess. this is a super team, like, let's hate them. I personally don't. I think I still kind of like Vegas. I don't, I think I don't like them, but I want them to get in. I think they're electric. I also want them in the playoffs. I, but there is, I mean, like, at least for for a couple of po- like fans of poverty franchises, at least in the past, you know, that was how you years, pointed at me. Um, <laughs> we know what it's like to not make the playoffs. We? How many times did the Rangers not make the playoffs in your life? Like three? All right, five, four straight years. Four straight years. You know what it's true. like to get swept in the playoffs. That's true. Anyway, I just like for 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 teams that literally never make the playoffs. Yep. Um, like I Dallas. see how I see how you could hate the Vegas Golden Knights. Yep, definitely. Understand from a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. I I don't like them, but I think that villains are good in sports. Oh yeah. And I think that if you aren't rooting for a Vegas Colorado first round series, I don't want to be friends with you. I like them mainly for the fact of we were talking about it at at UBS the other day the on ice activities with all the with all the lights and stuff, they they just made a great atmosphere for hockey fans. And I don't know about the hockey fans in Vegas, if there were hockey fans before this team came, but 
that drew so much attention to not only Vegas as a whole, but the entire NHL and what that expansion team has done for this league has been amazing. And I'm a huge Vegas guy. I want them. I love going to Vegas. I love watching them play if it's a normal person time where it doesn't end at 1 a.m. <laughs> and I, I just love the atmosphere they bring. So I'm with you, Chris. I want them in the playoffs. And I don't know if it's possible, but I would love to see it. Yeah, I want them in the playoffs too. I want them to win the night because I want this to keep going for as long as possible. Um, and it's today is going to be a very, very interesting day. A very, very interesting day because yesterday was an interesting day in uh, in Las Vegas. Robin Leonard is announced out for the season with uh, season-ending shoulder surgery. Jiri Patera is recalled from the Henderson Silver Knights. Okay. This is an interesting story because Robin has been hurt for the entire season, pretty much. He had a hip injury. He has a shoulder injury. He's in. He's out. He got pulled from the game uh, a few days ago after only giving up one goal on the entire game. He gave up one goal in the first period to Washington, had 12, 12 saves on 13 shots, and gets pulled after the first period. So people were saying, oh, he's probably injured. Then backed up the next game and now is out for the rest of the season. So now it rests on the laurels of Logan Thompson. Now you're saying, who's Logan Thompson? That's a great question. <laughs> He's the third-string goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights, who had spent most of his career before last year in the ECHL, uh, namely with the Adirondack Thunder, who's the Devils uh, affiliate up in uh, Glens Falls, New York. And now he's a starting goalie for a team on a playoff race. This isn't good. for Ve- he's been He's been very good for them. He's been... Better than I think you could possibly expect him to be. But you traded away Marc-Andre Fleury. You stabbed him in the back, literally, according to his agent, Alan Walsh, the sword tweet, right? The Mm -hmm. infamous sword tweet. For Robin Leonard. And then, I love Robin Leonard, obviously. But he gets hurt, and you don't have a legitimate backup plan, and you are now in the biggest game of the year with an ECHL goaltender because your coach is a clown. Pete DeBoer has left Robert Leonard out to dry at every press conference for the last two weeks. I don't know. I think it's possible Robin's played his last game for the Knights. I don't think that's out of the question. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough season for the guy. And obviously, um, a lot of hype surrounding him when he went to Vegas uh, with the way that he was able to play in New York and Buffalo even. So, I don't know. Um, I think that it's tough to really say that the Knights had a terrible season because of their injuries just like when you have when you're missing you know your top four players like Leonard out for most of or uh, injured for a lot of the season patch ready Eichel only just getting back recently um Stone too I mean it's 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 not really a full season I don't think that I mean you obviously have some beef with the boar uh but <laughs> you I have personally beef with the no, I don't. Oh, you don't have to. No, no, no. And uh, I, I mean, it's only his third year with the team, basically two and a half years because he came in the middle of the 2020 season. I don't think it's necessarily the end of the line for him in Vegas. But you Leonard, to- I would I would say more likely. Yeah, I mean, to trade away Marc-Andre Fleury to the Blackhawks and then he just gets traded from the Blackhawks to the Wild, he should have never – I mean, Chris, you mentioned it. He got stabbed in the back, just like his agent said – that was a terrible move, in my opinion, by he, the Golden Knights. He basically built that franchise. Yeah, I mean. and to just throw him away. Robin Leonard's a great goaltender, don't get me wrong. But to have no backup plan 
if he were to get injured. And you have Logan Thompson um, coming in who who hasn't been in the NHL that long, played okay this season for the Knights, but he's not the guy who's going to take you to a Stanley Cup final or Western Conference championship game. He's not that guy. I, I mean, I don't know who he, what backup he could be equivalent to, but that's not the guy that Pete DeBoer and the Vegas Golden Knights want running this franchise to a Stanley Cup final run, and I just simply don't think he's going to be able to do that. Yeah, I I would agree. He has held serve very well, but it's a different story now coming down the stretch. And oh man, it's let's I, let's let's just let's just say what needs to happen. Like, let me let me get this out there because I was struggling to find this tweet. Here we go. Hmm. Vegas needs to go three zero and zero, ninety six points to make the playoffs. To make the play to make the playoffs, and they need one of these three things to happen: Nashville to go zero two and one or zero and three. The Kings to go zero and two, or Dallas to go one zero and one, or zero and two, zero two and zero, or zero zero and two in the other two games they play. I forgot everything you just said. Honestly, well, Vegas plays Dallas. Right, right. That's I. I took away the the Knights game okay, out of the okay, Dallas. Okay. So they need to lose. They actually can go one zero and one. It's against Anaheim and Arizona. So they have to lose to one at least one of those teams, if not both. It. The chances are slim. The chances are very, very, very slim. I remember doing this for <laughs> on one on one a long time ago. The Jets needed to win like four straight games and needed six separate teams to the lose. The Winnipeg or New York Jets? The New York Jets. That was oh. the, that was the that was the last Gase year. That was uh, our sophomore year, <laughs> and they had to win out the last like seven games, including it, beating the yeah. Ravens, who were fourteen and two. And, and we were trying to get every mm. every last scenario possible right. for what happened. And they went like two and yeah. five. Yeah. Think five. about it. Gase got two years. DeBoer's only got two and a half. He's and, obviously a good coach. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, he's, let's compare advantage. He's 97 sure. and 50s. That's not really but, yeah. a bad you're record. You're not wrong. In any other situation, I'm with you. Obviously, I do not think that uh, Barry Trotz is going to get fired because in his fourth year they missed the playoffs when they made it to the other three. I think that's ridiculous. Well, yeah. But think about Gerard Gallant's term with Gerard Gallant. I mean, not everyone could be could be as good as him. I mean, no. So. <laughs> Uh, he Think got two and a half years. Two and a half years. And he never missed the playoffs, obviously, because they've never missed the playoffs. He got fired in the middle of a season. Weren't they in, like, first place? Yeah. No, they weren't in first place, because that was the only year they haven't come in first place. But they they were doing very well, is the point. They they were not... They were... Here we go. 24-19-6. I remember the week that... He got fired. I think I was on five on three with you, Chris, and we were just—I think, so. think it was me, you, and Jackson, maybe probably, or... maybe Jackson or Jack Caldwell, if he was still here. And we were just in shock that 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 happened. We, no one knew why. Because no that was knew. the year everybody got fired. Babcock yeah. got fired. The Dallas coach left. That was the year Laviolette. Laviolette. That was the year everybody got fired. So it was like this is the last guy we expect to get fired. He was just in the Cup final five seconds ago, and he's gone, and nobody really knew why. And now you have a coach throwing the goalie who you just put everything behind under the bus routinely. And ownership who has no patience for anything, clearly. If they miss the playoffs, I don't see a way he does come back. Let's put it this way. DeBoer and Robin Leonard will not be in the same locker room next year. I agree with that. Full stop. I I think Leonard's gone. I think it's going to be a Robin Leonard situation at that point. He's going to be gone. You You might be right. You might be right. I, I, it's a lot easier to fire a coach than trade a goalie with three years left on his contract. Yeah, they just—it seems like this Vegas wants to have a very, very short leash on all of their 
successful coaches that they have. I, I mean, the Stanley Cup final loss and a semifinals loss in, in two straight years. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know what more can be done. They, they The goal is to win, but what's yeah. – I mean – it's not like he's. It's not like they're getting forty losses a season, fifty losses a season. Right. I, I mean, he's producing. He's be, he, he's doing what he can with the roster he has. And look, ninety seven and fifty in three what? seasons so far. And I don't think he's going to make the playoffs this year, which which would stop that run. But I mean, I don't know how you can fire a coach who 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 has shown that he can run this team. Yeah, no, I uh, I I agree with you with every other team in sports, besides this one. <laughs> Because this, because Bill Foley is a wild card, and we don't know a lot about him. That's the other thing too. All we know about him is he fired Gerard Gallant out of nowhere, and it it it's going to lead to a very very interesting time, um, in Vegas this off season. If and when I would say at this point, they they miss the playoffs because uh, this game tonight is huge, and and we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of the Western Conference playoffs, there's one lock, matchup that's locked in. And one that is, I mean, like one point away from being locked in. So we'll talk about the one that actually is locked in. And it's St. Louis, Minnesota in the Central Division uh, first round. I think this could be the best series of the first round. Like this, like Tampa-Toronto, if that ends up happening, is going to be the best one probably. But I think Minnesota-St. Louis is going to be fantastic. You have uh, Flurry against th- that that weird situation with Billy Husso taking over Bennington's job. Uh, a high-flying offense now in St. Louis. I- I'm excited for this series. Right now, I would pick Minnesota, but it wouldn't surprise me. I I I would I can't imagine it going less than six games, and it wouldn't surprise me if St. Louis won for sure. It's a rematch of the uh, Winter Classic. That's true as well. Yeah, and St. Louis took that one, right? Uh, I believe that's right. Of course, yes. that's only one game. This is best of seven. Right. Um. Great analysis. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that, that, I know that's our New York Rangers beat reporter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this will be an exciting one. I mean, that was that was a fun atmosphere. I mean, mostly because of the fact that, you know, beer was freezing because it was like zero degrees out. But um, I think that, uh, you know, that it would it'll be interesting to see uh, Flurry with a new team first playoff run with them. Um, I mean, obviously, he's still he's maybe not the goalie that he was in 2018 that could take, you know, a, a first year franchise to a Stanley Cup final. Uh, but he's got a good team around him, and you know the Wild have had a hotter stretch to end the season than they than they did to begin it. So you know they're getting hot at the right time. St. Louis, uh, you know I, I, <laughs> I really miss miss Bucinavich. Oh my I, god! I really oh miss my god! Yep. And oh uh, my god, do I ever? Oh my god! How do we let that guy go? This is gonna be fun. You need to get tougher. Remember. Needed to get to. Oh yeah, we yeah, we had to get tougher. No, we were freeing up space for Eichel, and then mm-hmm. he and then went to Vegas. Didn't choose the New York Rangers so, for some reason. Um, he didn't make the choice. Yeah. Kevin Adams did. That's true. I'll say for a, from a uh, from an aesthetic point of view, I think this will be a very good looking uh, matchup, just Agreed. because I really like both of these color schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, the one hundred percent right. But yeah, they're like uh, just like that is kind of like what I'm looking forward to most, just seeing the different combinations. I like the, that. With the jerseys, and this is this is the right to get slaughtered by Colorado. Well, that too. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like every Western Conference matchup. Well, you said that, but Colorado has been to the conference finals since they won the cup with Sackick. So, Chris, we have said that I think every single year that they've been good so far, and every year they just get eliminated. Yeah, Quiggs, I'm with you. I'm not really too too with you on the color scheme though, because it's colors are tough for a colorblind guy. 
So the oh, col- yeah. colors don't colors color don't colors tough, don't mean man. too much to me, especially honestly. for Minnesota, red uh, and that, green. That's, that's tough. tough. No, that's I so so you look at the Minnesota Wild, you have some nothing, no idea what's it's going just on. Just like brown, green, brown, red. They, depends what I'm seeing that night. Wow, stuff. Definitely don't see each color. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah, no, it, it's it's weird, man. The <laughs> colorblind, like Wordle. I don't know if you guys play Wordle. Oh, Wordle. Absolutely. Oh, you got to play it in the color, colorblind, colorblind mode, version. Right? Oh my god. Oh, you. Yeah. Ha- oh, there is a colorblind it's like version. Blue and orange. Oh, all games like video games, they all have colorblind versions now. That's good. Back, all right, back to back to accessibility. Yeah. That's an accessibility. It, it, now, one. I, now I'm good again. <laughs> no, I think I think the Wild are gonna are, are gonna win this series 100. percent I mean, what they have been able to do this season, and they're getting hot right now. I I, I mean. I don't know who's gonna. I'm assuming Cam Talbot's gonna start. It, it is no, Mark Andre Fleury's gonna Fleury's start. Gonna start I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. Are you positive about that? Fleury. I I think that they'll. I think Fleury will start games one and two, and and they'll see where they go from there. And and I mean, Talbot's had a fantastic season. He's had a fantastic He's thirty-one last month and a half. Thirty-one and twelve with him. That that's true. But the reason they got Fleury yeah. was because Talbot as the number one was not working. So I I don't think they're gonna go right back to. Him as the True. number one, uh, if they don't have to, and they don't have to because they have Mark Andre Fleury, who set an incredible record this year: uh, sixteen consecutive seasons making the playoffs, what which piece. is hard to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I I do think that if if I was Dean Evanson, I'm riding Fleury until I can't anymore. Which which it's possible you reach a point where you can't because he's in his late thirties, but uh, to me. But he's still an amazing goal. He's an amazing goal. So there's no reason. I mean, he's eight and one since he got to the to the wild. And it's a pretty good record. That's not bad. So I, I think I think I would expect Flurry to get the nod in game one and maybe they go platoon. I've said, you know, the years the Islanders have been in the playoffs that say should go more platoon goalies in the playoffs. They did it last year and it worked. I would expect Minnesota to do the same this year where they go two games, two games, two games, kinda of back and forth. Don't play on back-to-backs. Change up what the other team is seeing. So, um, and, and maybe that'll work for them. And obviously, Flurry was the team was the goalie that beat Colorado last year. So if they do do get through, you're gonna have the guy who knows what to do essentially. So well, I when I made that comment, I was looking at his stats on Hockey Reference, and I saw nine nine eight one. I thought his record was nine and nine instead of eight and one. No, so I retract that statement. Yeah, I made he's it. started nine he's games, won yep. eight, and lost one. He will be starting. Talk about the character arc in that guy. I used to hate Fleury. I mean, obviously, really? I mean, he was on Pittsburgh. It's a yeah. bias against you know Pittsburgh, but I like him now. He kind of had <laughs> he kind of had the Brady effect where he became so cool when he got to Vegas. Yes, there's yes. there's no reason to hate him after that. I know. No, I, I mean, I still hate Brady. Dynasty. I mean, I started hating Matt Murray just as much as I hated Mark Andre. Exactly. And I, I have less love for Brady than I once had. I could imagine why. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Um, the other one is between, as I mentioned before, L.A. and Edmonton. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Uh, that's why this is a must-watch series. Mike and I talked about it at length last year because we were excited for McDavid to get through Winnipeg and dispose of them, and then they won zero games in the playoffs. Remember, we did like a whole episode about that. Goose egg. Goose egg. Zero wins in the playoffs. Uh, so we're hoping for more this year. Especially with how well Dreisaitl has played, I feel like he he lives so much under the radar. Obviously, people talk about him a ton, but he lives under the radar because he plays with 97. He has 108 points and 55 goals this year. Is this the quietest 55 goal season of all time? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, when this you... is. I mean, look, Matthews might reach 60, but 55 goals. He's been incredible this year, and I would love to see the two of them on the national stage against the Kings in L.A. 
and then move on to play against Calgary. I think that that is the ideal is Edmonton Calgary in the second round. If you again, if you don't want that, I don't know what to tell you. This roster that the Oilers have right now, I'm looking at it on hockey right It's one of the funniest <laughs> things of all time. I'm going to read you the the top 5 players in points starting from 1. 1 is Connor <laughs> McDavid at 118. Two is Leon Draisaitl at 108, and then the drastic drop off: Zach <laughs> Hyman at double. 51, Ryan Nugent Hopkins at 48, and then Bouchard at 41. What is that? I mean, that like, do the Oilers have a chance to win this series? I mean, honestly, if they don't win this series, what happens with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl? They it's such you, a good you, you have, We said the same thing last year. You have to imagine though. they're going to get broken up at w- one point in we, their in their hockey career. We said the same thing last year, and nothing happened though. It, yeah, but I mean, we were the the literal sky was falling earlier this season, and then they've been able to turn it around, 100%. which is like maybe I don't know, maybe that'll keep. And them they in they, they fired the coach, and the new coach has done very well. And he's and Woodcroft is probably going to get some selkie, uh, not selkie. Hello, Adams votes. I I agree with you, Mike. That they need like at the end of the day. Nothing's going to change with this team until Ken Holland isn't the general manager. I mean, looking at looking at those points, that is an outrageous. It's that's insane. an outrageous thing to see. The the highest scoring winger on this team is Evander Kane, who's played in forty games. Think about that. The highest scoring winger on the team has played forty games and has thirty seven points. Not like he has eighty points in forty games. Thirty seven points in forty games. That's insanity. So I over I, double the. That's crazy to even look at. I I'm with you that something needs to change, but Ken Holland is still there, and he will still build this rotting core around them until it until he gets fired, I guess. And I I do think they have a chance to win, and I think because LA is probably the 16th best team out of the 16 teams in the in the playoffs. I think we can all agree on that. I think Nashville, Dallas, and Vegas are all better than than Vegas and than LA are, or scarier at least when you yeah. look at rosters mm-hmm. on paper. So, I think they could get out of the first round. They'd probably lose to Calgary, but you know, maybe that's what scares them. They get swept by their their, their biggest rival, and maybe they start making some moves. But this is the guy who traded for Duncan Keith and signed Darnell Nurse to a nine and a half million dollar contract. So I I don't think anything is changing. I think that at the end of the day, they're going to try to keep going with this, and it's going to look like it's working because they have two of the three or four right. best hockey players on on planet Earth. But we've seen this act before. I mean, the last the last. But what, two it doesn't seasons? matter. Ken Holland hasn't been a good general manager since the cap came in, and nobody seems to care about it. So I don't know. If I'm McDavid, I'm pissed. If but they, wouldn't you say the same thing about Mike Trout? And he hasn't left Anaheim. Well, he's got to be. He's got to be mad too. They've never made the playoffs. He just loves the weather there. He's got to. He's yeah. Got, that's he, they have the he's also he's <laughs> also got to be mad. I mean, yeah, this if I'm play. if I'm Connor McDavid, I'll tell you what he should do. They lose this series. Hopefully not. But they lose this series. Goes. On does a media tour, whatever he does, requests a trade to the New York Rangers. Ooh, wow! I mean, you got twelve and a half million of free uh, up there. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll donate. I'll donate whatever I got. Donate. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. That's the thing, though, is it's twelve and a half million dollars for a for a good long while, and and dry sidles is not cheap either. And with the cap only going up by a million dollars, even though he's the best player on the planet. Hockey general managers always say how hard it is to make trades. So they will find a reason not to trade for either one of the guys if that happens. Now, for me, you're saying split them up, and I get that. For me, I would 
like you have McDavid through 26 and Drysaddle through 25. I would completely gut out the rest of the roster. Trade every single person mm-hmm. away. I trade try to trade Nurse and Keith well, and yeah. Barry. Like trade every single player besides the two of them and start from the beginning. I mean split up as in they're both going to want to get out of Edmonton. They why would they want to keep playing for a franchise if they can't win playoff games? They can't win any they can't win a playoff series. I mean Conor McDavid's supposed to be and is the best player in the world. They should be winning playoff games. I, but I nobody. Mean, but this is the thing. Everybody just says in baseball, like, oh, look at Trout and Shohei. It's such a great show because they play in L.A. and the whole thing, and they're the two best players. But in this sport, we just beg this rotting core of a general manager to do something with this terrible hockey team he's put together because we are now robbed of watching the best player in hockey. There should, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, there should be rules if a general manager doesn't win like a certain amount of playoff games in a certain amount of years. They have to be gone. Well, then you're yeah. Um, that's tough. Though. I mean, it, that, that's tough because that's you, competition. I mean, it's yeah. you, you got you got to work for your contract. No? But but then you run into the thing where Kent Hughes is hand like take Kent Hughes for example and Jeff Gordon in Montreal. They're handed a terrible team, and they like who knows when they're going to be good again. So like then you run into the situation where like you're saying if I don't win at least one playoff game in five years, I'm out. Like, I, I'm not even going to be able to put a team together in five years because the previous general manager has left me with the most expensive roster in hockey that can't win 30 games. Yeah, I mean, there's just got to be some sort of, not going to say consequence, but action taken if a general manager just cannot win anything. Uh, I, I understand w- that from, like, the anti-tanking point, but for Ottawa, I mean, or, oh my God, for Edmonton, uh, they are not really, I mean, they're not tanking. They're going no, to the playoffs every year and they're trying to win a cup. It's just that they're kind of inept when it comes to the front office. Exactly. They have an inept general manager. Like, th- there's there was a thread not that long ago where Ken Holland hasn't really been effective since the 2008 and nine Stanley Cups, and that team was built in the in the pre cut in the pre um cap era, and made through, you know, kind of evolved into a cap team that did really well at the very beginning of the cap era, and then fell apart. Like, look at where Detroit ended up after they won the cup. You know, or lost the cup in 09, I should say. They made the playoffs a couple times. They made it once by accident, and they haven't even been relevant since. Not even close. So, and granted, he wasn't there for that whole time, but he was there for a lot of it and built the team, signed Justin Applicator to that contract, signed, um, there was one other guy who had a terrible contract. Whatever terrible contract the Red Wings have had over the last 10 years, I can guarantee you Ken Allen signed it, and then has this team as well. So, I, I'm with you. I, I think they should fire him, but at the end of the day, you know, they had Peter Chiarelli, who was much worse than was trading away, traded away the pick that turned into Matt Barzell. So this at least isn't that bad, but it's it's still bad. Uh, whatever. I mean, I, we're all rooting for Edmonton. I, I just feel, I feel like at, at some point he's going to have to speak up and say there needs to be major changes to this roster, or I want out. McDavid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the thing is. NHL general managers will always tell us how hard it is to make a trade. And when a guy's making $12.5 million at a flat cap, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I want it to. Because I want him onto a team who isn't going to put the worst team possible around him. Uh, it, it just feels like it's not going to happen. And and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be a ton of fun if he played uh, you know, on the Kings. I think that'd be a really fun spot for him to be. Uh, you know, obviously Edmonton's the Kings is a Gretzky, th- Gretzky thing, but I think that'd be a, a very interesting team, very young team uh, for him to play with. Ty McClellan, his former coach in Edmonton, I think that would be fun. I, I think that you can think of any team in the league and think, like, yeah. Any that, team. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Any, every single one would like, say, yeah, I want that. Like, what well. about, like, what about, 
McDavid in between Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk in Calgary. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Ah, bring him to the that. States. Bring him to the States. Bring him to the States. Grow yep. the game. Grow the game. But, yeah, it's, man. Gosh. It was all, I, uh, have you guys covered a game where he was here? Yeah, multiple times. No, I've never seen McDavid play. Awesome. Yeah, it's so quick on the ice. Cannot, cannot recommend highly enough. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was Tampa seems to be hitting their stride. They lost a bunch of games to playoff teams, but then they absolutely thumped both Florida and Tampa or Florida and Toronto. Uh, I think we're sleeping on them heavily right now. We kind of did this last year too, right? They were the three or four seed in that that division, and then they beat Florida and they added Kucherov, obviously. So nobody was not talking about them, but I feel like we're sleeping on them, especially because they get a free pass in the first round. And they played Toronto, so I mean they're gonna win. And then they get to the second round, and you get Tampa-Florida again. And that's going to be the biggest series of the entire playoffs is Tampa-Florida Part 2. So I love how we called Toronto free pass. <laughs> so He just kind of snuck that in there. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm excited about this Tampa 8 team just because they can't beat my team again, so that's fun. And I, I want to see them play Florida. So I, it, I think it's good to see them get on their stride, but at the end of the day, rooting against them in the playoffs, of course. I'll sleep on them if they uh, end up meeting the Rangers because we're 4-0 against them this year. Mm-hmm. And last time I checked, you only need four wins to win a series. That's true. Not in a three-game series. Well, we don't have any of those. Yeah, no, no best of fives <laughs> in hockey. That's only baseball. Um, yeah, that, that I mean, that pretty much does it. It's the last week of the regular season. Next week, uh, and I'm talking to the two people I actually have to talk to. You guys have to get your votes in by the end of the week. I did look at that this morning. It's just me and Quicks who have not just done you I'm feeling pretty <laughs> apathetic. I'm not going to lie. Just that you get to vote for Igor Shostakovich. <laughs> well, he well he has all five spots. Has, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, he wins everything. <laughs> he's going to win the Selkie, too? Yep. He, no, no. He's one through five for the Vezina. He's just one through five. There's no other goalie that's even close. No, but think. I'm also just giving him every award. <laughs> don't think you're allowed to do that. Um, so we might have to have, make some executive decisions on Quicks' <laughs> votes if he's voting Igor Shostakovich for forward awards. <laughs> I mean, he hey, he came really close to scoring goal. <laughs> he did really, that's true. really close. Would that yeah. make him the best defensive forward if he scored one goal and was the best goal in hockey? Maybe. I feel like it would. Ha- who, who else can Maybe. do that? Yeah, you're not wrong. No one can play all three positions. Who that. else can do that? That's true. You're not wrong. Um, so tonight, as I mentioned, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes come to the Garden. I'll be there. Mister Quigley will be there. The Devils are in Ottawa. The Islanders are in Washington. I go to my last Islander game of my WFUV career on Thursday. Very sad when they play the Washington Capitals. I'm at at the Garden tomorrow night for the Canadians-Rangers game. Very nice. Nice. Uh, Tyler will take you through the season finale for the New York Islanders on Saturday. And we'll have playoff coverage for the Rangers, of course. We'll have our awards next week. We'll have playoff, uh, you know, predictions and all the good stuff that we usually have coming into playoff time. Should be great fun so thank you very much for joining us enjoy tonight's vegas dallas game watch this game it's very it's going to be amazing and i hope you tune in and i hope it's a good one for all of us for thomas quigley and for mike messina i'm chris hennessy we will talk to you next week during the playoffs let's see you in the offs let's go rags